What's up, friends? Kurt McLaughlin here, and you're listening to Take It Personally, a podcast that dives deep into business, relationships, and trust in this touchscreen world. I believe that everything we do and are a part of is created from the relationships we cultivate and allow in our lives. From successful teams to horrible culture, you are the one who chooses who influences you. Now let's dig deep and see where the conversation goes today. Things are bought and ideas are sold, but don't mistake transactions for doing business. Relationships form the foundation of business and create more opportunity and wealth than any secret or hunch ever will. Welcome to the first official podcast of Take It Personally with me, Kurt McLaughlin. This podcast will be a curated conversation on this new relationship economy where you may have never met the person in real life, but you sure as hell feel like you know them. I'd like to tell you guys a little bit about myself, where I come from, my background is, and the challenge that I was given to start this podcast. Thanks, Eldridge, one of my mentors and coaches right now. If you don't have a coach, certainly recommend taking advantage of that and pushing yourself to make greater steps than you probably can on your own. Anyway, so Kurt McLaughlin, 43. Three girls, one boy, divorced twice, lots of ups and downs, sold some houses, bought some houses, made some money, (laughs) lost some money. Recently, uh, a couple years ago, started a new business, construction company, built that to a couple million dollars. Certainly during these COVID times, with the economy the way it is, and no money coming in, it's not going to look that way this year. But venturing off on some other businesses with my brother and other acquaintances and relationships that I've made over the past couple of years and a lifetime, actually, and pretty excited about where we're going to go. Like I said earlier, this is our first official episode and my first official recording. So (laughs) all the practicing and uh, talking and thoughts is uh, a little nerve wracking. And uh, the great words of Brene Brown, (laughs) FFT, first fucking time. So if I sound a little nervous, I am. But uh, I do believe that relationships really are the key to success in life and at home. I talk with a lot of people, really talk, uh, you know, one longtime good friend, even though I've had numerous people in and out of my life over the last 40 years, family and friends. It's incredible who we allow into our life and who we allow to have influence over us and why we allow them to have influence over us. My first marriage was definitely, um, I was ill-equipped and didn't really know where I was in life. It's easy to look back at those things now and kind of laugh, kind of be sad, but definitely learn. My uh, second marriage, much the same, but I was... Definitely smarter, (laughs) but still hadn't taken care of things from my past. Things from my childhood. Really address them. I don't know if you can ever fix them, but certainly be aware and use them to your advantage. I don't know if advantage is the right term, but definitely know what's going on. Been a long road, been single about five years, and really doing that work to understand why things feel a certain way or why people push us in a direction 
why communication can be so hard and so difficult. But communication is an everyday thing. It's how we build relationships. It's how we respond to people. Just the other day in business, you know, someone turned on, turned me on to a project that was a great project. Uh, it was a good money-making deal. And the investor I was working with, you know, gave me some more options to actually make a little bit more money. And the original person who gave me this project called me the next day and said, Hey, what's the deal? You cut me out of this. You know, honestly, kind of hurts a little bit. I turned you on to this deal because I was going to make some money off it. Not a ton, but you know, that's their livelihood. And I just sit back and go, Oh crap, man, I just totally cut that person out. And, uh, you know, we're just blind by some of the things we're, we don't see in ourselves. And that was a big one. I had to go, man, I'm, <laughs> I can't change what happened yesterday, but I can certainly make a change today and going forward and uh, worked it out with them. You know, I was really appreciative that they had the nerve to call me and tell me they were upset about it versus kind of what typically happens today, which is people just hide the truth and never talk to you again or talk bad behind your back. And uh, that sucks because that ruins a lot of relationships and we never know why. It's like, what happened? You know, often it's a misunderstanding, but sometimes it's opportunity or, or a missed, a felt missed opportunity. Sometimes we just did the wrong thing. I, I just did the wrong thing. You know, it wasn't hard feelings. It wasn't intentional, but it certainly happened. And then I had to make it right and quickly. And hopefully I see that in the future when that happens again, just like uh, friends we have and, and people, family's probably the, the biggest one. When we allow family to dictate what we do in our lives and how we feel or how we treat people, and if we tell a story, man, my ex-wife, you know, she treated me like this and she's not letting me, you know, see the kids or, or do this with them. You know, we give our sides of the stories and our, our family's happy to jump on in and yeah, you know, the world's got us down and never lets us get ahead. You know, they, the story that they have in their head of that there's no way to win is just wrong. But if we allow them to tell us that and to occupy space in our minds, then, you know, you're right. You're not going to win. You know, you're pretty much the person who thinks they can win is right. And the person that thinks they're going to lose, they're right too. It is all about mindset. But creating relationships is how we get ahead. Money in the bank is going to make, what, half a percent? So leaving it there certainly isn't going to do much good. But if you don't know what kind of deals and opportunities are going out there, what's for sale, what's not, how are you ever going to get ahead and find a better way to invest or to not just be an employee, but to be an asset to someone. And if you really want to change your life, you have to change who's around you, who you allow to have influence in your life or, or on your life. You know, circle up your five closest friends and your salaries are all going to be within about 10% of each other. So if you're not doing what you want or making the money that you want or living the lifestyle that you want, it's on you. You have to change it. It's not an overnight process. You know, it takes time. One step in a different direction, waking up 10 minutes earlier, you know, to read a few pages in a book or to walk around the block, join a gym, all these things, one step at a time that a lot of smart people say, you know, we really underestimate the amount of stuff we can get done in five years, but we overestimate how much we can get done in a year. So you just have to keep pushing forward and not be down on this person didn't return this favor to me immediately. And my boss is a dick because, you know, my raise was only 5%. It's like, what benefits are you giving back to them? You know, and is this the right place for you to be? 
what else do you have going on? Who are you talking to? You know, are you precise about your circle of influence? The people that you're listening to and talking to and learning from, are you the smartest person in the room? Because if you are, then you have no place to go but down. So when I talk about building relationships, what are you providing for other people when you meet someone? And, you know, what do you have to give to them? It's not take, 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 you know, what are you providing for me? The, the person at the store, the salesman, the business guy, the, any of that. How can you be an asset to them and learn and grow, make the next move? Especially right now during the pandemic nationwide shutdown, who are you reaching out to? What are you doing? What are you taking advantage of? Are you just sitting with your head stuck in the sand, wondering, will this ever end? Or are you reaching out, looking for new opportunities? What do you love? What could you really grow into? How could you improve your life or someone else's life around you? This really starts at home, I think, in a happy home life. So many people I feel are miserable. I, I know I feel that way because I was there. It was such a hard time to be happy when you're not happy, when you dread coming home because you're going to have an uncomfortable not conversation on the couch watching some show you're not happy with that's supposed to portray your life being, you know, moving forward and the happy kids and the great meal on the table. If you don't work towards that stuff and make it happen, then it's not. If you don't work on it and record it, it's not important. So relationships are hard. And oftentimes we get into relationships because they're convenient, not because they push us or because we even know what we want. We just settle. And sometimes that's okay. And other times we figure it out years later, sometimes after we had kids, sometimes after it's really messy. But you got to deal with it. You got to figure it out. Because if you can't be happy at home, you're going to take that everywhere you go. And you're just going to be like a plague infecting other people. And people aren't going to really be around you. And unfortunately, when you're smiling on the phone, people know. And when you're crabby on the phone, people know. Let alone in person. Let alone looking for every opportunity around you. Looking to meet every person and really show up and be authentic about finding out about them and what they do and how you can benefit them and how you might be able to benefit from them. Of course, relationships don't start on the first day. My belief is that you really have to meet someone three times before you start trusting them or vice versa, them trusting you. So one thing I really did and have done in the past couple of years as I've grown and taken this to heart is reach out to people and done a lot of networking and a lot of conference calls and phone calls and checking in on people and their business and their families and what they're doing and really vetted them. Like, how can I be a benefit to your life? Or, hey, I, I don't know that we do have business that we can do together. But if I hear of something, you know, I trust you enough to send it your way. Even when I barely know this person in real life or what they do at home, you know, when I see them showing up and putting in the work and putting in the time, a different events in different places. We get it. And then LinkedIn and Instagram and social media, you get an idea of how people are and who people are. And that's how relationships are made now. If you haven't created some of those relationships and really cultivated them, you're really probably feeling that pinch right now where you can't see people and go meet people. And you have to rely on that relationship that you've built over the past months or years. And that's a big deal in business when a handshake is no longer first contact. It's a, hey, how can I help you 
text or instant message on LinkedIn, or, hey, these are the kinds of deals I'm looking for, or I don't even know where to start, but I'm no longer employed and I've got $2,000 to my name. What should I do now? What do you think? Without those relationships, without that trust already built up. And that's something you can do online. We all see it. We all know it. We all peruse Instagram and Facebook and LinkedIn and TikTok and YouTube and, you know, looking for opportunities and side hustles, but in education as it's evolved from a traditional nine to five to what really is 24 seven now. How do you leverage these relationships is really important. Again, we all make mistakes, but how do you recover from them? Let's get back to this idea of the people you allow in your life and the input that you allow. It's uh, funny that gal from Spanx talked about creating Spanx. She spent a year with that idea and process and working on them before she told anybody. She was so protective of that idea, idea being should on and being told how it'll never work and you'll never find the money and all of her friends who really were trying to protect her from being hurt and a loss. And a lot of times our family is the first ones on that bandwagon that you know, she just didn't want to hear it. She didn't want anything to stand in her way. So she spent a year working on it without any help because she didn't want to tell anybody because she didn't want to be told that it's not possible. How many people in your life do you know already like that? And why are they still here? Why do you allow them in your life? And a big one is family. I, I know this one for sure. I have to really pull that out and say, look, it's, I understand that you're perfectly happy with your life. I'm, I'm not happy with mine and I want to do things to change it and I'm willing to take the risk. So I'm not interested in your input. Sorry. I love you. You're great. You'll always be family, but please don't try to protect me. <laughs> and as you have friends and, and, meet new people and meet new acquaintances, always be thinking about how is this person going to affect my life? Am I going to be able to work with them? Are we going to partner up? Are we, is this someone that I can trust? Or is this someone who is just out to make a buck? Is this the sales guy who is willing to do anything to get your phone number and your three friends phone number so they can sell you something on Facebook? You know, that's a big one there. It's like, it has to be a passion. It just can't be how I'm going to make some money. What do you really stand for? And people can see right through that stuff. So when you're passionate about something, about helping or saving or a product, then you know be authentic and people can see that. But when you're out to make your commission and it's just another product that they're making their 20% on, people know that too. So when you're looking for your next big thing, be mindful of that. It's definitely a difficult process to figure out what you're going to do. Been stuck there for often long time, you know, months and months and months, what seems like forever. And really pushing back to journaling and what is it that really makes me happy? What do I love doing? And personally, I love pushing people up and watching people grow, help them set new goals and be challenged and be happy, you know, recognize we've had failures in the past and this didn't work out, but that doesn't mean you give up. It just means you haven't found the right thing or the right people to help influence you in your life or a new number of things. And I go back to relationships in your life. My best friend of 20 years, you know, when we met, we met doing something we loved, four-wheeling in our Jeeps. And it was, 
We met each other three times, actually, out wheeling before we ever even kind of got our last names and started hanging out and doing other stuff together and really realized that we had a lot of similar goals in life and, and where we wanted to go and also to enjoy life. It's not just about making money, but it's about living the little bit of time we have on this planet. So that relationship has had challenges and struggles in, you know, how much do you share with people and friends and, and do you share you have, you're struggling with financial situations or you're struggling in a marriage or you're really concerned about your kids, but you don't know how to talk to them. I'm a guy, I have an older brother and a younger sister and emotions can be difficult for us. For me, anyway, I'm a pretty emotional person and it's still difficult to really be truthful to people who matter to us. You know, I've had deaths dead broke 10 years ago and then going through a divorce five years ago. You know, I remember barely having enough money to put gas in my car to drive to a job. And mind you, a job that had the most horrible culture I'd ever been in in my life. And I got fired. And honestly, it was the best thing that ever happened to me. I was thinking, oh, I need to make a change. But it forced me to make a change, it forced me to reevaluate what was important to me. And money wasn't important, although it's pretty high on my list of goals to have a certain amount of money in my bank account. You know, I don't think about making 20 bucks an hour or 50 bucks an hour or a thousand bucks a day or, you know, a million dollars a year. I do think about how much money I have in my savings account and how many deals I can make happen and how many people I can support. That's probably the proudest moment of my life is supporting employees, you know, paying for 10 families to survive for a year and extended to, you know, 30 more or 40 more families, you know, below that subcontractors and other people. And that is definitely a proud moment for me in my life. Not necessarily how much money I have in my bank account, but security sure makes it easier to make other decisions. So you have to have money. You got to have money to survive right now. What else are you going to do if you don't have relationships, if you don't have them already built and have people to reach out to in these times, you know, what's life about? I truly think that it's about these people that we meet and really learn from and grow and really help us become the people that we want to be. Life is really, I think we figured it out through challenge and loss and failure and sometimes winning, but I certainly have learned a lot more from failure than I have from winning. But I always enjoy getting up every day and taking on new challenges and finding new things. I've been building some new relationships over the past year to get into real estate. And it feels weird to say, I'm an investor. I don't know what I'm doing. I know I got some money in the bank. Uh, not very much either. Certainly not Andy Priscilla or Trump. But I got to learn. So the first thing I do is tell people, I'm an investor, you know, I want to invest in real estate and I don't know what I'm doing. So I need some help. <laughs> and they always laugh, but it's honest. It's who I am. It's what I want to be. I got to try it. So the more I talk to them, the more comfortable I feel. And the more people they introduce me to, it's like, Hey, you got to be my friend, Ryan. You got to be my friend, Steven. You got to be my friend, Justin. You know, these guys are all in the game. They've been doing this, you know, they might have a, a deal for you here, or I heard you're interested in this. And that's been five months of sort of spreading that word and going down the path, doing what I'm saying I'm going to do as far as, hey, give my friend a call, call them. You know, it's intimidating. Everybody's intimidated the first time. It's not always easy. 
you know, and joke about it. Man, I don't even know why I'm calling you, but he said I should reach out. I just had that phone call yesterday. Larry, back in Kentucky. <laughs> Larry, my friend G told me I should give you a call. He said, uh, we're in similar businesses and we're able to help each other out. And that's uh, amazing how that first connection may or may not have anything to do with it. And then the second and then the third. But at the end of the day, you know, four months, six months, a year later, the amount of people that you've met that are doing something, you know, and give you this little tidbit of information and that little tidbit of information is pretty incredible. It's certainly been eye-opening to me and fun. You know, it's something I definitely believe in, but it's just crazy the amount of stuff that has come to fruition over this past week for me that has been based, you know, setting up a base over the past year and really heavily the last six months, you know, I'm getting to be part of opportunities that, you know, I never believed existed. You know, you hear the stories about, oh, this person did this and this person did that. You know, I'm pretty healthy, skeptical about those things. But now I'm finally into a position where some of those things are paying off and I'm able to invest with them and find this type of partner. And they're not all winners, but you know, you miss 100% of the opportunities you don't take. So that's been awesome. And then keeping in touch and making sure we're, you know, passing opportunities that, hey, this is not, I couldn't make it happen, but I think you might be able to. And freely, without being asked, you know, if you're not giving more than you're receiving, people are going to notice. And people that you, you know, give leads to, they feel obligated to pay you back. If you um, give them a deal or, you know, hook them up with some awesome buy someplace, you know, they're going to feel obligated to return the favors like, man, I owe him. And, you know, that when you can keep people, everybody in your network on the lookout for what you're looking for, this kind of project or this kind of person, or I'm looking for someone that's really interested in this kind of sales or whatever, you know, having 20 or 30 of your close friends or in your network looking for you is certainly going to be a lot more productive than you going out every day and, you know, telling a couple of people. So back to the importance of, you know, having those relationships and having people trust you in them as well. Anyway. I guess my final question for today is, who are you? What are your values? And what do others think your values are? Some great questions as you go forward and uh, work in this relationship economy. Thanks for listening to Take It Personally, a podcast on leveraging connections in a disconnected world. If you enjoyed what you heard today, please share it with a friend. And if you haven't already, subscribe, rate, and review the show on your favorite podcast player. If you have any questions, comments, or feedback for us, we can be reached directly at takeitpersonally.net. Thanks for listening. <laughs>